Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best, the podcast. I'm Trey Gonzalez, and I'm very excited to welcome on my next guest, a friend um, from college, as a matter of fact, Casey Collins from That Gym Truck. Casey, how's it going, man? It's good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about how you came up with the name for That Gym Truck. It feels like it kind of just naturally fits. It just happened, you know, so... I, for the longest time, I had been trying to find a actual like or front to open a gym. Sure. And my main idea was to to have a, a personal training gym for personal or like independent personal trainers. So people would come in, train their clients, and make their money and just rent out the gym, basically. Mm. But uh, having no background or experience or people with money, uh, I got denied for like eight months straight I was calling realtors and landlords and everyone trying to get it somewhere get like a like a 1500 square foot facility but no one would accept me so I was just just rethinking and then one thing led to another and then that gym truck kind of started happening wow okay so like what about the process getting that going you know having to buy the truck and having to buy the equipment and stuff like that, did that take a process too, or you just thought, you know what, I can piece this together with what I have already? Uh, for the last few years, I've been collecting equipment because like this has always been a it's it's been something that I do. It's just it was it was a it's small like outdoor uh, gym that I did random personal training for like friends, family, and stuff. And I'm always have always been interested in it, so I didn't really have any hard time spending money on equipment. So for the last couple of years, I've been collecting equipment, and uh, one of my good friends made a uh, fold-out dance floor trailer for Country Thunder, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's kind of where the idea started happening, because um, I thought, well, if I could fit all my gym in a, inside of a box truck, then it would be kind of, it would be cool, but it would be claustrophobic, but if I made one of the walls like my friend did with his dance floor, then it would be, it could be open and you can kind of breathe a little bit and mm-hmm. put a couple of people on there. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. So like this was really unique. And, um, like we had actually talked about before the show, um, when you were putting this together, you really didn't tell much, many people about this. You probably told some close friends and family, but really nothing past that. Uh, what went into you kind of keeping it a secret and then just like kind of letting it out? I, I don't know, man. I mean, you as a, as an ex athlete, I'm sure like everyone kind of asks you the same stuff over and over again. And you kind of, you kind of have the same conversation. There's a lot of people that like talk about their plans and what they want to do and where they're going to go and things, but, but not a lot of people do it. So I just didn't want to be a talker. I just want to kind of like, give a little bit of breadcrumbs like here and there and then uh kind of just show once I actually had something to show rather than just talk about it so uh yeah I had my my family was really the only ones that knew about it and just slowly started building it and once I had something to actually that I was proud of that I could show and like kind of display 
then I let other people know about it because I didn't really feel like uh, explaining it to too many people where I actually had something tangible to, to show, you know? Yeah, yeah, cool. So do you think in the future or going forward that the gym truck just might make a stop in every state in the United States? Do you have anything like that that's just kind of out there maybe in the future that you have set goals? That would be cool, man. I mean, I want to I wanna do different smaller things too. Like I want to be building uh, another truck here in the next like year, year and a half. Um, want to do like smaller rentable trailers for, for teams to, to do their own workouts at their field. It's maybe not as big as getting the freight liners to their practice. It's just a smaller one. But uh, I don't know. I'm a kind of a tornado of different random ideas and trying to pick one to run with is what I've been what I've been struggling with. But uh, sure. in every state, that's probably a new one that I'll, I'll start thinking about now. Yeah, uh, I really want to take it to California and get it out on the beach and get some good pictures of it. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, so can you? We're gonna go to the advice section, I guess, of this podcast. Uh, what would you say would be some of the best workouts you'd suggest for people looking to, you know, lose some weight or, you know, trim down, cut or whatever you need, uh, to do to just kind of slim down? Yeah. So a lot of people, like, especially a lot of people that aren't athletes, like their main goal is to just to tone up and, and toning is, it's just another word for saying lose fat and build muscle. Sure. Uh, my favorite, my favorite workouts are circuit training workouts, uh, where, you usually do about 45 seconds on 15 seconds off and it's, it's a high intensity, shorter, shorter workout. And you hit kind of every, every muscle group you can. Um, I think that's the most fun to do with a group of people because like not a lot of people can push themselves to go to the gym by themselves and get a good workout. But mm. I think that's the biggest draw with CrossFit is because it's like a team atmosphere and people like going and seeing their friends and feeding off of each other and, uh, but yeah, but circuit training is, is my, definitely my favorite go-to for, uh, for, and, and two, you can, you can get people that are ex-college athletes or still prof- professional athletes or, uh, some parent that just wants to lose a couple pounds and they could do the same workout and you can kind of make it as intense as you want because it's time, not repetitions and, and X amount of weight. Yeah. So you can really, it can, it can, it, it hits with a wide brush and, and gets everybody involved, which is, which is what I, I want to do. Like company boot camps, stuff like that. But yeah, just the higher intensity uh, timed workouts is, is my favorite. Okay. Do you ever see KCC as being the next Sean T? Do you see that happening ever? Oh, no. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. Because. You go on Instagram and you can find people and they're going to be like showing you their workouts or walking through their workouts for the day. And it's like I did back extensions, three sets of 15 today and try to teach you the proper form. But like that's not really what I want to dive into. Cause I mean, that's, that's everywhere. I just want to create something that people want to be a part of. Because like say YouTube is one of the biggest tools you can go learn how to do stuff. Uh, the the atmosphere and creating that fun environment is really what I want to do. But uh, as far as like being 
an online or like a video presence or like, uh, I don't know. I, I follow a bunch on Instagram because get a bunch of good ideas and different stuff to work with and learn yeah. a lot. But I don't really want to be like a face that, that tells you different workouts to be doing. I just want to have my company and, and run it and, and create a fun thing that people want to be a part of. Hmm. Are you a, are you a solo show? Is it just you? You drive the truck. You you open it up. You you help people out. Do your trainings and everything like that. Or does some is there somebody else helping you behind the scenes to make sure all this stuff can happen? It's me, man. It's just me. I'm figuring it out. Uh, I got a couple buddies that work out on it, and uh, one of my friends helped me run the. Uh, I did a event at a Lorna Jane clothing company. Mm. And he helps me. He helps me run through and make sure everyone is uh, doing things correctly and not hurting themselves, and kind of just pushing and motivating. But uh, it's just me. I'm I'm figuring it out as I go. I put one of my posts online that I didn't go to business school, but neither did LeBron James or Tracy McGrady. Heck yeah. Uh, but yeah. So it's just me trying to figure it out. I mean, as I as I get busier, I would like to expand and be able to hire people, but. I mean, not positioned yet to be able to afford that. So I do have friends that uh, I think would be would want to be a part of it, but for right now, it's just me, solo show. Well, that's that's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, you mentioned that the most or a, a lot of times, what you're doing is you're training, but you're also making sure people are doing things correctly, not hurting themselves. Um, the big concern with hurting yourself is typically back issues, from from my experience at least. Um, that's one of the main issues with weight training and stuff like that. What would you say is the most common cause for, you know, the back issues and all the injuries that occur through weight training? I think it's just getting too excited about moving more weight before you're, before you're fundamentally ready for it. Uh, I think that's, that's kind of one of the downsides of CrossFit and, and people like the, the positive atmosphere and the energy is so great. But sometimes that'll make people try uh, a lot harder than what they're ready for, try a heavier weight than they're ready for. So, uh, I mean, for, for functional training, I don't do a lot of deadlifts with my clients. I have some clients over over 50, and I don't see any need for to put that much stress. I mean, there's other ways to work, low back and core and everything else involved. But uh, deadlifting... Uh, Power cleans, I mean, they're very complex athletic movement. And when you get people that don't have a history of doing that kind of stuff, then that's definitely a, a doorway for injury. And you only get one back. Like, I've I've had two surgeries myself. So I I learned from, from making a lot of mistakes mm -hmm. on what is, is worth it and what's going to benefit you and for your specific goals. People that get too excited about having a number, like saying, I've I can deadlift 300 pounds or something like that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I know I figured you still do deadlifts. You still do power cleans and stuff like that because you're in in a shape to where you can make sure these things happen and that you can do them correctly with the weights you know how to handle. Um, but is there any weights or any exercises that you just keep away from? You're like, I'm not doing that. It's just not worth it. Or or do you just – it's just a free-for-all for you? You know, it's it's a it's, – I kind of do everything. Uh, one because, like, I I don't like the monotony of doing the same thing over and over. Like getting into you know, like mixing things up. But yeah, what I won't do, I'll I'll never max out with deadlifts. I don't feel like that's worse. But I mean, I 
people do and that's great and that's fine but for me i've had two back surgeries in 2016 and uh i don't want to go above like probably 275 with deadlifts and get plenty of work out of that weight and uh, it's not going the risk to reward uh, ratio is is going to drop as soon as i try to chase numbers but so I'll, I'll squat, I'll deadlift, I'll do all that kind of stuff, but I just have a set number that I don't really go uh, over. I'll just try to try to do more repetitions with good form. Cool, to, cool. To counteract that weight difference, yeah. Well, I'm going to throw it back to college a little bit. Um, I remember for a fact we would go to um, play basketball every now and again at the activity center, and I remember the fact that you could dunk between the legs, 360, didn't matter. You could just get up. You had springs. With that being like, – yeah. I mean, first off, still jealous of that. I, I think I got one rim touch um, in my life. I remember uh, you getting those – I remember you getting a couple. I, I remember the alley. <laughs> Bob was there. I remember Bob, Trey, Higgy were there. And, <laughs> that was like my – pro- got one. Yeah, it was one of my proudest moments, but I always saw that you could dunk so easily and stuff like that. Do you have anything that you would say to somebody and be like, this is what you need to do to be able to dunk, be able to get up, and just kind of have more of that fast twitch um, strength, I guess? Uh, I, I, I think you just got to keep doing it. You just got to jump hard. You got to jump high. You got to jump with intent. It's just like throwing. Like, like if you're going to throw, there's no – it, people get over, uh, over, over complicated with mechanics, and if you're throwing with intent, then you're never going to reach your full potential. So, when you're doing plyos, when you're doing different uh, skips and and kind of the stuff that you find that players doing, just doing it with intent is going to get you to the next level. Like, uh, that's what I, I, I went and trained at a baseball facility uh, in Washington Driveline for a little bit, and. Uh, everything that they had was measured with radar gun or pressure sensor, or whatever. So uh, it's, it's instant feedback to, to tell you how much you were trying. And so just knowing that that number is going to be popped up on the screen, it makes you get a hundred percent. Yeah. So it's just, it's just doing things with intent and staying consistent and uh, I don't know, just, just plyo work in general is going to help you do all that kind of stuff. I was fortunate enough to be overactive. Uh, I think I, like, rock in, in high school, I played a lot of basketball, but I'd be playing every day and trying to dunk over and over and over mm. and over and over and over. And, over. and uh, I think that's what helped a lot, just developing stuff, because I was, yeah. So once I got stronger, started doing things and just doing doing stuff with the intent of, overdoing it uh as far as jumping goes not really weight but uh you know i think that kind of unlocks an, a new level of athlete that a lot of people can't find yeah so i mean kind of like with me looking to see you dunk and, and thinking man i wish i could do that you gotta always look up to something to see you know um i don't know where you could be or set goals do you have anybody that you look up to in professional sports right now that you think I, I want to be able to, you know, do what that guy can do or, you know, maybe be able to make my clients get up to that level. Like that's the guy that you point to, to be like, he does things the right way. There's this, uh, 
there's this guy on Instagram I follow. I mean, I don't have any any specific athletes that I follow. There's a lot of athletes that I, I enjoy watching, but I, I really I've always been more um, excited about the, the progression side of athletics. So uh, there's this guy, Dr. Joel Seaton, I think it is, hmm. and he he, he uh, if you don't follow on Instagram, follow him. It's it's pretty unreal, and in he's for athletic movement, that's kind of the guy that I think's got stuff figured out. I mean, he has books out that I'm trying to get about 300 bucks right now, so I'm, I'm going to hold off on that. Yeah, but uh, that's cool. As far as athletes go, um, I mean, I I really respect the way that LeBron James takes care of his body because he really he puts in uh, so much work and invests so much in his body, and it shows. And it it carries him like through all like the the cryogenic therapy stuff and uh, the very specific like weight training and, and programs that he's doing in the off season to help him perform. Like I think the performance part is secondary and it's a product of what you've been. And so as far as athletes go, I would say say LeBron James been doing it forever and like he's still strong as fast as ever. It's because he's, he's his off seasons are very dedicated to the process. Yeah, for sure. So tell me about uh, what the holidays. So kind of just a, another bit of advice for anybody that might be listening uh, and, and interested in workouts, exercise, all that stuff. Holiday season comes up. It's probably the toughest time for people to get in the gym, toughest time for people to eat right. I know for a fact I have a very hard time uh, with stuff like this, and I know a lot of people around me are the same uh, same way. What do you do to make sure that you're like, you know what, I'm still going to stay on track, um, but I'm still going to enjoy my life? You know, like, obviously that's got to be a, a focal point as well. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, this time of year is hard. I mean, there's so many Christmas parties. I went to a Christmas party last night, and we came home with, like, four boxes of cookies that we got <laughs> as presents. And it, it's hard, man, because, like, everyone's got all this fun stuff, and everyone's busy, so – there's a lot of food available. There's just, and, and, and time's not available for you to get into the gym. And, uh, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting where you're eating for an eight hour window and then your body is, uh, is, is working everything off while you're fasting and, and kind of creating uh, a good timeline for your body to, to know what it's supposed to do. Mm. Um, cause I, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, sleep and I think sleep is probably one of the biggest things uh, not only does it help you recover physically but it helps your psyche so when you're waking up in the morning and you're feeling good you, you're going to be able to accomplish more didn't sleep all day you're going to be looking forward to when you can nap and so uh, yeah. that's the thing I like about fasting is you have no food in your system by the time you're going to sleep so your body's not trying to, to get through food or, or metabolize anything that's in your stomach you just work on physical and mental recovery throughout the night and uh so i don't know just finding finding routine and finding something and sticking to it like consistency is going to be the biggest thing with everything like just chipping away at um um say in a healthier lifestyle because everyone really knows generally what that is like i'm not gonna go pour a extra clench on these wings 
Mm. And just like little random stuff, you just kind of have to be able to bully yourself with and uh, just keep stacking up those small victories throughout the day. And it's going to, to change a lot about your life. And uh, I know that a lot of people like to do like big old, big crash diets or some sort of uh, gnarly, gnarly change. But I was reading this one article about, uh, what was it? Is, is it Murphy's Law where everyone, or not Murphy's Law, uh, every action has an equal and opposite reaction? I think this the same thing is true with, um, say, all right, tomorrow I'm going to get up, I'm going to run three miles, and then I'm going to eat right when I come home. So you, you can maybe hold on to, like, that's an extreme. Like Maybe you can hold on to that for a week, but then you kind of go the other direction and, and fall off the table, and then it just spikes rather than, Okay, I'm gonna start waking up early, and I'm gonna eat. Or I'm gonna eat a breakfast that doesn't make me make me feel sluggish. Just just like little simple wins are gonna compound, and then and then really move you forward because it's just a consistent uh, a consistent decision. Yeah. Every day that you're gonna make that's gonna that's gonna head you push you in the right direction. Cool. Okay. Well, actually, that's that's gonna push me in the right direction because we've been. I've been really thinking about like how am I supposed to eat right with this with all this happening, you know, and and so with the intermittent fasting, I mean, we're gonna dive a little more into that. Um, do you kind of give yourself the green light um, while you're fat, like doing the intermittent fasting during that eight hours? You feel like okay, I can eat pretty much anything just as long as it's not over the top, and then you just stick to the routine and the hours. I mean, yeah, it, it just depends on your goals. Like, say your goal is to lose weight. Uh, you got to stay at a caloric def- deficit. So, I mean, just being your your baseline metabolic rate is usually around 1,500 to 800 calories a day that your body is burning by being awake. So what you have to do is eat less than that uh, to have your body's fat source account out those missing calories. And so keeping those calories or just staying at a caloric deficit is the simplest way you can put it. I mean, uh, a lot of people will, will talk about getting a lot of smaller meals in the day, which I'm a fan of, uh, rather than saying one meal, but as long as you're staying under your, uh, baseline metabolic, uh, number and you're staying at a deficit, then you're going to be okay to, kind of uh, eat whatever you want, snack when you're hungry, and, like, stay in those eight hours. But mm-hmm. staying under that that calorie number is going to be the most important thing. Okay, very cool. Awesome. Well, Casey, thank you so much for uh, jumping on the podcast. We'd love to catch up um, maybe in a few months, and uh, I wish you the very best of luck going forward. My man, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me, Trey. It's good talking. And you can follow that gym truck at that.gym.truck, correct? Yep, that's the one. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Ah!